a lot of times we have to make sure that we understand it doesn't matter what we think about what we're doing or our product or our service. We have to make sure that we put ourselves in the shoes of our customers. It doesn't matter if I like caramel, if nobody else likes caramel. And so a lot of times we get hung up as business owners or people that are making a product or a service that, well, the way I like it is the way to do it. And that's a good way to to go broke is with that (laughs) thought process. You have to understand what the customer wants. It doesn't matter what you want. You have to have that ability to understand what the customer wants. Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Azuma that shares motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're your hosts for this episode. Today, we're talking with Alan, the owner of Reed's Dairy in Idaho. Alan, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate being here. So, Alan, we understand that your business is in Idaho and that you're from Idaho. Can you tell us a little bit about growing up there? The Reeds have been here in Idaho Falls for a long time. My great-grandfather moved here from Iowa to start farming. And so we've pretty much stayed at the same place all those years and expanded out into other areas, of course. But it was fun growing up. We had a farming operation as well as a dairy operation where we milked cows and bottled milk and sold that to the public. I was more involved in the farming side growing up as a kid, spent a lot of time on a tractor and moving sprinkler pipe and all those fun things. And it was really enjoyable for me. I really, I really liked to work as a kid. And as I finished with some of my college, I found myself moved by the family more over into the dairy business, running the corporate side of the books and taking care of uh, the business side of the company for both the farming and the dairy and kind of started focusing more into the dairy. And, and that's where I have stayed all these years. Now, you mentioned something about really enjoying the work of moving sprinkler pipe. And I understand that, that's pretty hard. I think Greg's actually done that work. I've never done that work, but that's pretty hard work. Is that right? It is hard work. It's kind of going away almost around this area because everything's going to pivots. But, you know, it was fun for me to be outside. I worked with my brother and my cousins, and it was just a great family atmosphere that made growing up very enjoyable, even though the work was hard. You were never alone. I was always with my brother or cousins. We enjoyed being together and being kids, I guess. That's great. Yeah. Full disclosure, I grew up farming in Washington State and we had miles and miles of hand lines and moved pipe with my cousins and did all that kind of stuff. And ironically, as soon as I left to school, center pivots showed up everywhere all over the farm and you know there was no longer a a cost issue in putting those in and so now when i go home you know i see them everywhere and i think man where were those when i was growing up (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i hear you there so i'm interested how did you go about growing the dairy business you kind of migrated over to the dairy business a little bit more how did you turn it into more than just a milk delivery system that you had going on When I started actually managing the dairy and and running the dairy operation, we had about 
300 home delivery customers and one small little dairy store that we sold some milk out of. And from there, we had the opportunity to purchase and acquire a couple of other home delivery dairies that were in the area. I mean, back at the time I'm talking about, you know, in the late 70s, there was a lot of small home delivery dairies around. And so we gathered some of those up to grow our customer base. I also become fascinated with the marketing techniques and how to convince people to do what you ask them to do. There is really a science behind it. And I just found it fascinating that you can change a word in some ad copy and it makes all the difference in the world. And so we did a lot of advertising, direct mail and newspaper and those type of things. And it was just fascinating to me to learn how that helped us grow our customer base. I decided that we were really missing out by not manufacturing our own ice cream. We had the cream and we had the milk. We had everything really that we needed there. And my grandmother, Grandma Reed, had always been a big ice cream maker. Every party, she was making ice cream and she had always had this great flavors. And it was kind of something that I thought, you know, just as a family heritage, we should bring this into our business. So I went back to North Carolina State to a course there about making ice cream, learned how to make ice cream and how to calculate formulas. And and then we went to work on our own formulation and the taste that we wanted and the high quality that we wanted. And eventually we come up with a formula that we really liked and the customers seemed to really enjoy. And that started us into the ice cream business. We've grown our ice cream business from there. And then a few years later, I had kind of the same thought about cheese. I think, you know, why are we not making our own cheese? So off to Washington State University, I went, learned how to make cheese. We started manufacturing cheese. And so we've added those products, which has really you know, expanded our customer base and the opportunities that we have to create more products. My grandparents owned a dairy farm there in Cuna, Idaho, you know, just outside of Boise. And what it seems like is most dairy farmers, they just sell to like a dairy gold and it just goes and just becomes milk. What led you guys to doing your own thing and going direct to the consumer versus selling to a a larger corporation that would just bottle it and sell it for you? I think that was a brilliant part that my uncle had in all of this. He was more focused on the dairy operation. And when he first started, that's what he wanted to do was sell it directly to the public. So he milked the cows and he sold the local dairy processing plant here in Otto Falls for a couple of years and then started to bottle and process his own milk. And Larry, Larry had the understanding that he didn't want a middleman. He wanted to take a product right from our own cows to the consumers. He kind of had the farm to table approach. I mean, lots of years before it really was a farm to table approach. And so I think it was a brilliant part of his thought process in building this business is let's go right to the consumer. Let's give them the products that they would like to have. That's great. That's awesome that he did that so long ago. It seems to be played out really well. It's been a good really niche for us to be a direct to consumer from a food standpoint. And we've expanded into wholesale. I mean, we sell our products in any grocery store that is in the area and around. And that's a good market for us also. But 
our real passion is going directly to the consumer. So your ice cream then, is that found on the shelves of grocery stores as well as maybe a dairy shop that you have where people can walk in? And, and if you could just make those gallons of ice cream a little bit bigger for us <laughs> so that we can... <laughs> they seem to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller. When I go to the store, the price is going up and the container is getting smaller. Inflation. <laughs> you know, that's... Uh... That's been a unique thing that we've watched is a half gallon no longer is a half gallon. The manufacturers out there want you to look at it as a half gallon and keep the same shape, but it is definitely shrinking. That's been a little bit of a frustration with me because I'm maybe more of a purist. If we're going to sell you a half gallon, it's going to be a half gallon, but sometimes it's hard to compete. But we are in quite a few grocery stores with our ice cream, not as many as with our milk. Shelf space in the freezer display cabinet is a challenge to get, but we do sell quite a bit of milk. It's interesting. A lot of our ice cream is sold in other dipping stores, stores that are scooping it for their customers. We have a really good market into other dipping stores. See. All right. Well, you talked about taking a different approach than maybe the masses were back in the day. Instead of going through a large manufacturer and distributor, you decided to go forward trying to take your product directly to a customer. What uh, challenges did that present for you? I mean, you probably weren't equipped to do that on day one. What did that take to make happen? It was a lot easier to think about and talk about than really put into practice once we decided to move forward. And we did. We had to find some equipment to manufacture the ice cream with. And that was a little bit of a challenge, although I had some good folks around the area that was interested in us being successful in our ice cream business. So they helped me find the freezers that we needed. Of course, as soon as we had a small freezer put up and we started manufacturing, sales started to take off. And then that freezer was too small and we had to put in a larger freezer. And of course, making sure you could cash flow all this always becomes a little bit of a challenge. But we just kept trying to stay maybe a step or two ahead of what we needed for equipment and freezer space as we projected out what our sales was going to be. But finding the right equipment was a little bit of a challenge because we needed small equipment. We weren't, you know, a major manufacturer. We just needed small stuff to get started. And so it took a little bit of looking around to do that. We were able to travel around the area and find some used equipment that helped us get going. Great. So looking on a grander scale, you talked about being in business, you know, since in the 70s. So you've been on a long road with this. What other challenges have you faced as you've tried to grow this business? I think our biggest challenge has been, well, a couple of challenges. One, you've got to compete with great big corporate manufacturers when you're the smaller guy trying to go from farm to table and compete on a competitive basis. That has been a challenge, but that's something I think that you can overcome with strategy and thought process there to find where your niche is and stay within that niche. Is it is it mostly a, a pricing competition that you're dealing with? It is. Pricing competition 
to be able to manufacture and be competitive in the marketplace is always a challenge. Buying ingredients. I mean, you know, when we started, we'd buy two five-gallon pails of caramel, but yet a major manufacturer is buying three or four pallets of caramel. And so how do we compete when we're having to pay a premium and right. somebody else is getting it for a lot less money? And so that is something you just have to work your way through until you can be the one that buys a couple of pallets of caramel. And so now that helps us out with that situation. The financial aspect of it, I think, has been the biggest thing that we had to really be aware of and has been the biggest challenge. And you have to really be careful because if you stub your toe too much and you run out of cash, you're out of business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have you just done all of this by trial and error? Have you hired outside or inside consultants to try to help you through this process or have you just kind of tried to figure it out on your own? Well, a lot of, of what we've done, we've figured it out on our own. I mean, I have a lot of good people here that take care of our manufacturing and that manage our office and that we work with. And, you know, we meet together regularly to brainstorm ideas. And so it has been something that we've done on our own. Although there becomes a spot to where you need to bring in other people, you have to enlarge your team outside of just your own folks within your own company. And, you know, so now I have people that help with our website and with some logistics things. And they're wonderful folks that work with me. But I think that a lot of times we have to make sure that we understand it doesn't matter what we think about what we're doing or our product or our service. We have to make sure that we put ourselves in the shoes of our customers. It doesn't matter if I like caramel, if nobody else likes caramel. And so a lot of times we get hung up as business owners or people that are making a product or a service that, well, the way I like it is the way to do it. And that's a good way to go broke is with that <laughs> thought process. Right. You have to understand what the customer wants. It doesn't matter what you want. You have to have that ability to understand what the customer wants. Yeah. And an example of that was I was working in our store here in Otto Falls one day and there was a soccer tournament and we had a lot of people from Boise over for the soccer tournament. And they come in and they just, a group of them says, we need you over in Boise. We need one of your stores in Boise. And, you know, I, yeah, okay. You know, that's, that's we appreciate you saying that and thanks for your interest. And they says, no, we, we really want to. And they says, we'll find you a place. <laughs> And they actually did. I took the lady's name and phone number. I said, okay, well, find me a place then. She called me a few days later with some ideas of where we could go. And, you know, if you need any help, we can round up some high school kids to work in your store. And <laughs> they really uh, paved the way for us to go over there to Boise. And the good thing about it is when we opened the store over there, I mean, we already had a customer base. They were just waiting for us to come. Yeah, you so, had a huge fan base there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So your, your customers can really take care of you if you'll let them. <laughs> you know, I still spend quite a bit of time in our stores, whether it's here in Otto Falls or our stores over in Boise. I love going into those stores at night and working for an hour or two just so I can stand at the register and talk to the customers and find out what they like, what they don't like what we need to do better. 
It's all about your customer. Yeah. It doesn't matter about you. It has to be about your customer. I think that's really good advice. It's it's a humbling experience, isn't it? To kind of throw your ideas out there and have them rejected by the general public. <laughs> it's also <laughs> yeah. It's also encouraging if you throw an idea out there and it is accepted by the general public versus being rejected, but to feel that ebb and flow from the customers and from the public is a critical piece to trying to stay in business. Yep, exactly. Alan, it sounds like you've done a great job scaling your business. What advice would you give to small business owners who are trying to grow theirs? I think one thing that small business owners need to remember is to make sure that we stay in in our own little niche and really be solid within that little niche. I had a goal one time to sell ice cream from coast to coast. I actually accomplished that one year. We had ice cream coast to coast, but it was so far out of our niche that I kind of lost control of it. And, you know, it was like an airplane with one wing that come off at 30,000 feet. Man, I backed that off in a hurry and realized that I was a lot more successful not conquering the United States, but just staying focused on what was doing well for me and growing that smaller niche than trying to be coast-to-coast ice cream man. We have to be careful that we control what we're doing and really stay focused on what we're being successful with. So, Alan, we've really appreciated chatting with you today. And I think the things that you shared have been really helpful for our listeners and, and for us personally. But we do have one more question for you, and that is, what keeps you going? I've thought about this and I've had several different answers to it. But as I think about what keeps me going right now, it's the um, opportunity to work with the really choice group of employees that we have. I really enjoy working with everyone that's part of Reed's Dairy and the customer. I just really enjoy associating with our customers. And I think those two things, everyone here that's working for Reed's Dairy that I get to work with, and then I get to see our customers and talk to them and have a somewhat of a relationship with them. I just really enjoy that association with both of those groups. Oh, that's good. Those are the things that really, really matter in the end. So we appreciate your time today and sharing this information with us. Yeah, thanks, Alan. Okay. Well, it's been an honor. Thank you for thinking of me. We wish you all the best. Thank you. Keep that you too. Coming. And the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group and check out our website at mazumausa.com. So how many ice cream options do you currently have and which one is your favorite? Well, we have a little over 100 different flavors that we manufacture that we distribute out through our stores and other people's stores. And my favorite is vanilla. I work really hard with our vanilla. We blend three different types of pure vanillas together to come up with our vanilla. That's my favorite flavor. But my second one is the interesting one. My second favorite flavor is cotton candy. For some reason, I just love our cotton candy ice cream. (laughs) 
it's kind of a wacky thing I got going on yeah, in my taste buds. Feels like you cover both ends of the spectrum, vanilla to cotton candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a mature adult and then I'm a crazy kid. So. <laughs>